Okay, I'm actually genuinely sleepy right now, but I know that if I don't talk about these episodes, I'm going to forget about them. And I'm a little bit, um, I'm like a little bit sad that my my perfect fives have been messed up because um, Netflix, oh, my ears are popping, what the hell? Um, Netflix doesn't have the episode Advanced Dungeons and Dragons on there um, because of uh, Chang's costume in that. Um, is too close to blackface for them to be uh, comfortable with that, which I, you know, understand. Um, it's also that that same um, argument that people always try to make about whether, like, oh man, my ears are really popping. Um, you know, like people who dress up as Peter Pan and Peter Pan's shadow or things like that, whether it has that same connotation. Um, and you know, I'm not going to argue one way or the other, especially just for hosting it on Netflix. Um, I think I'm still going to go back and rewatch that episode and try to find it somewhere else. Um, but that's that's episode 14. Uh, and um, so I, you know, watched 11 through 15 air quotes, which was actually 11 through 16, but minus 14. So uh, goodbye, perfect numbers. And that's okay. I only realized it when um, the, the, the episode 16 um, had Pierce mention something about like them leaving him out of Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, wait a second, that did not happen yet. And this kind of makes so much more sense. Um, Anyway, wait, wait, yes, okay, yes, so, yes, that does, that does make more sense, um, oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm also, I'm just, like, a little pissed that I'm watch that I watched it out of order, because I've been doing so well with, like, noticing trends and, and shit, um, and, like, how things grow and how things change, uh, so I, like, I'm, like, I'm too sleepy to watch another episode and then talk about it, um, so I'm, I'm not gonna do that, and I guess I'll do that first thing the next time that I decide I want to watch this show, which <laughs> will probably be relatively soon. But anyway, um, I do have at least things to say about the episodes that I did watch. Um, episode 11 was the Christmas schedule. Ske- <sighs> fucking hell. Special. The Christmas special. Um, and I, this was, I was like, I was gonna, I was genuinely, I genuinely, <sighs> okay, I can't talk anything anymore. What? words are, I cannot say words. I, okay, I'm gonna, like, lay down. Maybe that'll help. Um, I was genuinely going to pause my watching and, you know, call it for the night, but then I realized the next episode was a Christmas special, and of course I should have realized that when it was Troy's birthday. Um, they don't give a shit about Annie's birthday, so the only thing to happen after, um, December 4th is, um, their Christmas episode. And, Again, this this one's the best Christmas episode, I think, out of all of them. It's I think it's my favorite. I'm trying to remember what the other ones are. There's the there's the episode wait, hold on. When is the episode with the Glee Club? Um Glee Club Community Um Christmas episode. Cause I like I could have sworn that that was like season two and not season oh it's season three 
was gonna say I remember missing that episode too when I was rewatching this at one point. Um, so anyway, this is this is the the best Christmas episode I believe out of the seasons. Um, not only is it in claymation, which is really so iconic, and like watching the behind the scenes for that is so neat. I like I I love just seeing behind the scenes for claymation. It was super cool to see like how they talked about translating characters who are real life people into into claymation um and the set design was so cool um but also just like it's it's another really good one for characterization and like you know specifically Abed but like you know all of the other characters too um I I think it's really cool um so like like Abed is a character who like really doesn't care a lot about you know people hurting his feelings um in in a general sense he brushes things off pretty quickly um or at least you know seems to and you know says he does and so uh you know, I, I mean, I guess you could ar- debate and argue whether he actually does or doesn't, um, but, you know, I trust his assessment of his feelings for, for, for some things, but then also in other cases I don't, because, like, um, you know, th- th- that whole thing with Troy and the cookie, um, and, you know, this, this episode in general is kind of like a thing of, like, you know, him saying he's fine, but he's really not, um, but whatever is the case, uh, it, for the most part, he, like, brushes things off, and the one thing that he doesn't is his friends tricking him into therapy, and he, like, says that at the beginning, and he says that when he kicks Britta off of his, um, planet Abed, um, Winter Wonderland, um, planet, and, um, I don't know, like, that hard line that he's drawn in the sand, I think is just a very good choice for this character, and, um, I don't know, and I, like, the thing that I really like about this episode is sort of how we see specifically, like, Annie and Troy. Um, I said Troy's name out loud, and for a second I was like, am I talking about Deanna Troy from Star Trek Next Generation? Who who the hell am I talking about? And it just, it just sounded like the wrong name. Um, but, like, Annie and Troy having Abed's back and... You know, they do the thing of like, you know, we're not here to force you into therapy. If you think that this is the way that you need to be able to heal, then we're going to heal the way that you think that you should. Um, And, you know, like, mixed, mixed emotions about like, you know, the fact that sometimes you should recognize when your friends need outside help and force them to do it um but also like but also the the um doing things on your own terms and recognizing when that's the way to go and yeah and so just Troy and Annie doing that for Abed is so very nice and um, they just like, you know, with you to the end, man, um, which is really sweet. And also they have this really good conversation about like Christmas traditions and family and how those sort of intersect. And, 
Annie makes this this comment about how um her I think her her mo- her mother is Jewish and her father is a Episcopalian, I don't know, probably something like that, and um, you know, she always used to like have split rituals, and she didn't really like them or whatever. And Abed is like, I like the rituals. That's what like what made them Christmas to me, and um, I don't know. It's like a, it was a very good discussion just about tradition and when it comes to holiday, um, but also um, you know, but also. And he was like, my parents are divorced. Troy's parents, I believe, are also divorced, or at least separated to the point where his dad can have a 20-year-old girlfriend. Um, Abed's parents are divorced. Jeff's parents were divorced. Pierce's parents were probably divorced because um, his his mom lived with Pierce, and his dad is, like, nowhere in the picture until he comes back with his fucking, like, ivory hat, hair helmet thing. Um, in the next season or whatever the fuck. And, um, Britta's parents, I don't think are divorced. I think they're the ones that aren't. I'm trying to remember. I, I'm pretty sure they show up in season five or six. Season six, I think. Um, and Shirley's parents, I don't remember if we know anything about them. Does does she go to help her dad in Georgia? Is that what happens? I I can't remember. Um, so the two of them, like, out of two out of seven, or maybe one and a half, maybe out of seven people whose parents are not split up, it's really interesting. Um, like you know that that's kind of like a very common source of like how do we get parents out of the picture? Is like well if we can get rid of one by saying that they're you know, a deadbeat or far away or something like that, that's good. And then we've only got one to deal with. Um, and that's kind of, that kind of seems like it's the case for Annie. Um, you know, we don't really hear about her dad, but she was like, yeah, my mom kind of disowned me after I went to rehab. Um, and so, you know, now we don't have to deal with her family. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. I just, like, it was a thing that I was suddenly like, oh, like, who of you has functioning parents who love each other? Not many of you. Fun. Um, yeah. Um, this is another episode that, like, was kind of, like, kind to Pierce as a character. And, you know, it was it was nice to see him, you know, at the start he was kind of like, ugh, like, why are we pretending for this kid? Um, but by the end he, like, decided to, like, he was the last one um, to kind of do that. Um, to to kind of help Abed, which is nice because you can tell that he's doing it genuinely, like you know, for once, um, which is which is nice. Um, anyway, uh, this is also the first time that all of the the characters on this show sing, which is amazing. I I again, I think I talked about this earlier, but like I love the fact that this is a musical show. Um, not very often in the first. Not at all in, like, the first season, and not very often right in this season, but, like, in general, it is, and it's good, and this in particular is, like, just a, you know, the Christmas episode is the first, is the best place for that, um, is what I was gonna say, and I don't know, because the last Christmas episode was surely being, like, you guys are my family, um, 
And then this one was Abed being like, you guys are my family now. That, like, you know, Christmas used to mean spending time with my mom, and now it means spending time with you guys. And, you know, I'm fine with that change. And it's it's just a good... It's just a good... Um, makes me feel the Christmas vibes. It's only November 4th. November 4th? Uh, okay, I guess now technically it's November 4th. Um, what else? Okay, next episode, 12. Um, oh, this is the one where Andre shows up and they're trying to like invite somebody new into this group. Um, and they spill the beans about Shirley and Chang, which is ridiculous. Um, I do kind of... <laughs> Sorry. Oh boy. Um, I do kind of like how they handle that, honestly. Like, Chang is... Chang, but like I don't know, it's a good good sort of sort of characterization of Shirley and Chang and also Andre. Um I really like Andre. I forgot how much I liked him. He is like, you know, a little bit of a cheating dick, but like to be fair, I feel like some of the other characters in this show have some questionable morals, especially when it comes to romantic relationships. So, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't quite blame them. But why the fuck am I yawning so much? Um, but no, he he like he seems like a sweet guy, and he's I don't know, just like very 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 um good addition to this. Show. Like I'm glad that he showed showed up in this in this episode. Um, this also has this is also the Annie, the episode where Annie is sort of hitting on Rich. Um, and the end scene where, like, Jeff runs to Rich and is like, you know, oh, like, show me your ways, you're such a perfect person, like, I think it's a really, it's a really funny, it's a really well done, like, twist, um, but also I kind of wish they had kept that friendship going, uh, they kind of throw it away in the, the Troy and Abed in the morning bit right afterwards, but, like, I feel like they could have been a really good goldmine of, like, Jeff sort of learning to be a better person, but then also, like, they could have pulled the, um, Rich is actually secretly, like, cynical and bitter or whatever, and, um, it would have been good and funny, um, but that's okay, it's, you know, it's still, still fun, um, episode 13 is the B episode, the marijuana B episode, I, I absolutely hate the, the Britta, Jeff, Britta's, nephew plot line the only good thing about it is the bit where um jeff is trying to stop sexting a minor and abed and is like trying to you know be like abed oh my god like we texted this and this is a problem and abed is just like staring at him and jeff is like oh fine like okay it's it's my problem i'll deal with it and then like everything he does just like it's worse and worse and abba just stares him down the entire time it's really that part of it's really funny but the entire premise of it is terrible terrible um so i'm not going to talk about it more than that um this is this is the this is the episode that like i don't know like you get you get a little bit more annie um it's like the yes this is when when she talks about how she she went to rehab and her mom cut her off and she's been scraping by and like all of this stuff that she has saved up and um first off that's kind of dumb Annie why don't you have a job like not gonna lie like 
she's the she's she's the kind of character who would get a job you know it makes makes sense like to do that before you're 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 starting to um run out of your period fairy money um but you know I'm what is what is this show? This show is filmed right after the recession, so you know whatever. Um, but what was I gonna say? This was another one where I'm like Pierce characterization is pretty like heading in a sort of upward direction. He's not terrible. He does he does sort of apologize at the end um, for extor- <laughs> extorting um, Annie. Is that what that word means? Is that when you pay somebody money for them to... No. Is that blackmail? No, blackmail is when you have something that they want. I'm pretty sure that's extortion. What is extortion? I can't remember if that's the thing where, like, you ask for money in exchange for something. Or if they're, if you demand or you give them money um, in order to... Um, no, okay, it's, this is when you get money. So what is it? Oh, bribing? Bribe. The fuck? Why didn't I remember that word? Um, yeah, so he bribes Annie, and, and um, I don't know, like, that, like, I feel like that's kind of very in character, in line with, like, his dumbassery, and then, um, he, like, he does sort of apologize for it, more so than he's apologized for other things at some point, um, so again, this could be like the start of a turnaround, or at least, you know, to be fair, episode 16, which is actually episode, or no, episode real life 16, um, is, um, like, is good, it's funny, him, him kind of hitting his rock bottom, but I feel like after that, he should have gone up, um, so I'm like, I'm okay with him not fully starting to turn around here, but like, you know, plant the seeds of redemption, plant the seeds of redemption, but they don't. Um, okay. Uh, episode 14 does not exist right now. Um, episode 15 is the Valentine's Day episode, which is really good, just in so many ways. Um, I love Troy and Abed's whole thing. They're just the whole vibe. They're, um, first of all, first of all, this is really, this is very specific, but, like, I also really love Troy's reaction to being in a situation that he doesn't think that he and Abed should be in is you just go pretend you're asleep pretend you're asleep and that has happened like at least four or five times in the show um and like every time it's (laughs) none of those times like is valid um but like you know they both do it anyway and it's just really funny um but like anyway this is the this is the episode that's, that's just really their their relationship is very cute in this and that girl who they're trying to hit on is right when she was like this is the cutest thing that ever happened to me um they're just very good like um it's just the the amount of like supportive friendship in this romantic pursuit is so good like Abed chanting like go 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 Troy like while Troy is dancing to try to impress this girl is just like amazing and again just these subversions of of typical tropes that are are very good um and uh what else what else they yeah it's like I, I I love the the that the the end of this is Troy being like I could never see somebody who doesn't think 
that my best friend is the coolest thing ever. Um, and like, you know, Abed, there will be somebody out there for us. Um, it's very amazing. And, you know, tiny little bit of green of, um, Greendale is where I belong plays during that, which is very good. Um, uh, I'm, I'm like that very, very adorable, um, a plot, B plot, I guess, I don't know. see, I feel like Jeff is always by default the A plot, but he, <laughs> anyway, um, the other thing that happens in this thing is Pierce and his pill addiction, which again, um, they, they immediately go like, um, we should do, we should deal with Pierce and his pill addiction, and then immediately don't do anything about it like they say that and then stop it immediately and it's kind of ridiculous in like in a funny way but also not in a funny way but um yeah uh the uh, this other the other part that this episode is is the episode in which Britta Perry befriends who she thinks is a lesbian and I oh my god that's that plot line like I I think it's vaguely funny in the sort of way of like how straight people are about being friends with gay people and like also just how how actresses act when they they have to pretend to be queer women on on um camera it's just like it's very it's very funny in that sort of sense but also it's like the kind of thing where like you don't actually have any major queer characters and so therefore like it doesn't feel as you know, genuinely like a, oh, this is a funny, ridiculous scenario, you know, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if that's, I'm describing that as well as I would like to be, but it's just like, it's the kind of thing that I think is very kind of funny to queer people, but this show doesn't have enough queer people in the main cast to, um, really, you know, make that, that, like, make people trusted enough to make that be funny, if that makes sense. I say this also, like, I mean, the Dean is queer, and, um, I get, like, okay, Chang technically comes out at the end of the series, but I, I don't know quite whether that counts as, like, good, accurate representation, not accurate, that, that's a bad word for it, just good re- representation, um, and we've got, like, the handful of other people who are, like, you know, talk about vague queerness but like none of the main cast main cast like is allowed to be queer and this is this is the episode that I just talk about that because you know because it's brought up um but it's the same it's the same thing um I yes my my um my note for this is vaguely funny but also make the main cast queer cowards um you know, especially I can, like I can talk for I can talk for a long time about how Annie should be queer, um, like specifically lesbian. But like that's that's um, I I would uh, um fuck. Can I form words with my mouth? Thank you. Um, specifically, just like all of her crushes scream compulsory heterosexuality, um, like she only crushes on these like older experienced guys who know what they're doing because she thinks that's what she should be doing and you know she's a planner and she has her her 15 year plan filed out and she, she knows where in that plan she's going to find a boyfriend and settle down with him and then marry him and um yada 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 and also um cuz i i start saying this just because um 
um, you know, she they, they do the thing of, like, she hugs Britta because Britta's having a hard time after finding out that her queer friend is actually straight. And um, somebody's like, yeah, a kiss. And Annie just <laughs> Annie just goes for it. I'm like, yes, Annie, that's, that's, that's what you need. You need a little bit more mindless acting on your gay impulses. Do it. Um, they're just, I love them. They're all queer, except for Pierce, who can fuck himself. But like, again, we know that. Um, what else do I have to say? <laughs> this is a dumb bit, but like Chang immediately breaking a lamp upon walking into Jeff Winger's apartment with a nunchuck is fucking hilarious. Um, just very on on care on brand. Um, but no, the good part of this episode is also the text message that Jeff Winger sends at the end of the episode when he hasn't gone to the dance and realized that like other people, you know, nobody, nobody called him. Nobody had any problems or anything like that. Nobody was, you know, missing him and needed to call or anything like that. Um, and it's sort of him realizing that he needs other people just as much as they need him. Um, because he's, he's so used to all of these other people needing him that like, he didn't think that it could go the other way around. Um, and I, I'm really interested in like the sort of parallel that that brings with with Abed's need to be needed too, um, where like Abed tries so hard to be needed so that other people won't leave him, versus Jeff. You know, it, it ends up being you know as he said like broken people flock to him. Um, he always ends up being needed without trying, and convinces him tries to convince himself that he doesn't care um I don't know it's just it's just interesting uh two two different characters um but like him saying sending a text message and being like I love you guys and I think he's like I mean I didn't I never counted but unless you unless you count Britta and Jeff's like romantic um fling very briefly where they're like I love you um, which, which I don't, I think he's the first one to say that to the rest of the group, maybe, should have, could have counted, didn't, if I really care, I'll go through the, um, the scripts at some point, but I'm not sure if I do right now, oh my god, that reminded me of the other thing that I got distracted doing, I think it was in this episode, actually, um, was, I so so Vihart, the math musician, made this video about um a die that was on a BTS poster and she was talking about like trying to figure out what's on the reverse side of the die and um trying to like, you know, construct a model of it and like what makes the most sense mathematically and stuff like that. And um anyway, long story short, I was trying to figure out how the um cootie catcher at the beginning of the or uh, during the credits um, um theme song like works and i tried to map it out and i know that it changes between the first and second season because i don't think ken jong is on the first one um but anyway i was trying to map it out um to see like how to fi- how you would physically make one of them um and the bad news is it's physically impossible and mathematically and it's really funny actually there's this one bit um I was gonna say that it maybe could have been physically possible for a second if you could like 
I don't know, get some sort of hexaflexagon action in there with some of the sides and like change them um, because you know, four different people, I think, were on the same, were supposed to be written on the same exact flap, um, which was dumb when there was, like, multiple flaps that were left un, un, uh, undone, or undesigned, um, even, like, of, of the different types of flap. Anyway, um, that's not the case. There was this, like, mathematical improbability, or impossibility at this one point of, like, you know, the, the, they, they have numbers and letters on the inside of um the cootie catcher that you know you know even not not thinking about the fact that like two of those have to disappear in order for Danny Pooty's name to show up um but like you know one of them ends up being in a different place than it started and I'm like I can't I can't excuse that I can excuse hexaflexagoning somebody else's name into into this paper cootie catcher I, I mean, I can't really excuse it because I don't know if it's possible, but it, I'm curious about that. Um, but yeah, I ran out of, um, not, not physically, mathematically possible. So I just made a different version, but I spent so long trying to, to figure out how that works. Ah, fuck, I'm going to drop my computer. Anyway, um, anyway, like I was saying, Jeff says I love you to all of the, this group and it's very good. And I... Uh, it's just, just this is a good message. It's a good message. I like, kind of love that it's, you know, it's a text message. It's, this is weird, but like, I like that it is because, you know, Jeff is very much known for his speeches and he does just, you know, do a winger speech in a text message. But like, it kind of takes a little bit of that agency away from him, um, which, you know, normally you want characters to have agency, but also he tends to be the kind of person who, you know, over exert, over exerts that and, um, you know, starts to turn to like more manipulation, which is less cool. Um, and so instead it's this, this message that he's like, just kind of like, you know, he's usually the one who's getting all the, the phone calls and voicemails and stuff like that. And so this is him, um dropping his little message to these other people and letting them read it at their discretion and it just says I love you in it and it's very good um and it's kind of nice that they're all reading it together except for Pierce who's fucking like on a bench because he took too many painkillers like what the hell bro um not not what the hell bro to him just what the hell bro to the group who let him do that um anyway um there's there's a strong case to be made for um a romantic Jeff, and I will make that strong case in my brain, but I don't think I have the the um the wherewithal. What the fuck does that word mean? Wherewithal. Where with how do you oh you spell it exactly how I thought. The money or other means needed for a particular purpose. Well. I don't have any money on me because I'm on the ground sleeping, but not sleeping. Um, I don't have the wherewithal to come up with a, a PowerPoint presentation about that right now. Um, anyway, so that's that episode. Episode 16 is another, like, well-filmed video. It, this, this, this episode is um, the documentary one that... 
um, Abed has been tasked to create for Pierce because Pierce is on his deathbed, of course. Um, and again, I love the uh, the episodes that that lean into this sort of uh, specific vibe, specific um, weekly sort of um, media trope. And this is this one's no exception. It's very fun. I like. I really love. I kind of love the like the sort of mockumentary style thing. I I think I'm I'm digging it more and more and more. Um, still can't deal with the office. Still will never. Um, and but like I like I just watched a watched a whole bunch of uh, what we do in the shadows and just like other. What is the other one? Joe Para talks with you, whatever that is. That ah fuck ow. <laughs> I elbowed my support, my stool. It's too close to my elbow, and then I dropped my computer. Oi. Um, what was I talking about? The show Community. Jesus, how long is it? <laughs> this is why I should stop doing this at night. I mean, I shouldn't do it in the day, because that's during work. Um, I should keep talking. Um, anyway, mockumentaries, good. This episode, good. Um, I, lo- I love, like, Troy interacting with the documentary crew. I love that, first, before that, I love that the documentary crew is Pavel and Garrett, that's, it's, and, and Abed, but, like, it's, it's so cute, like, the little, like, them waving at the, at the, um, the, um, mirrors at the end is very good. Um, but anyway, I love, like, Troy in this is really funny, um, just very good, good him. He, um, he, like, kind of, like, at the beginning, he's, like, constantly looking in the camera and like smiling and waving at Ovid which is really cute um and sort of like hamming it up for the character or for the the, the cameras um also just his reaction to LeVar Burton is so relatable like not actually because I've never actually met a, a famous person who I admire but like his like his reaction and his fear about like it's just so intrinsic like I feel that in my the deepest part of my soul I'm like Troy Troy Barnes I understand you right now and um and yeah it's just he's his his breakdown and yelling at Pierce is just so good um this is a really good episode for just iron crucible rapid fire character development and like revealing like picking apart characters and emotions and stuff like that it's very similar to like the bottle episode in that except for it's actively instead of like just kind of forcing characters into weird into just one like bad scenario and seeing how they work under pressure it's like facing them with their exact like dis like the worst nightmares almost um and it it like genuinely reveals how much pierce like, notices about these people and knows about these people. Like, if he knows them well enough to know what buttons to push, then he clearly knows them very, very well. Um, and it's not something you necessarily think about because he's, you know, sort of on the outside of the group. And so it's, like, a little bit... Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to describe this. Like... 
as much as he's antagonizing them, like, there's a certain, in order to be known and seen at that level, like, he has to, he has to be close enough to them. This is another interesting thing that I've been thinking about, like, having skipped that Dungeons and Dragons episode, because that's one of the episodes where Pierce is at his, like, utmost antagonistic and, like, really, really annoying. Um, and I did write on episode, which one is this? Episode... Um, oh, episode 13, I wrote, he's still not terrible. Um, uh, of course, episode 14 is the one that I skipped. Um, but like, he's still not terrible in episode, in episode 13. Episode 14, 15, he's just popping pills. And episode 16, he's in the, in his, on his deathbed. Um, so yes, it kind of makes sense that like, there needs to be that thing in between that makes him like, that pushes him to start taking more pills. Um, but also, like, without that, he's still kind of a redeemable character right now. Um, I don't know. I'm like, there's something about that episode that's just like, he goes too far in that episode. And I think that's not the first time that that happens. Because the first time that that happens is when he pants Shirley. And I think he got let back into the group way too, way too easily. But, um, anyway. Um... It's just it's an it's an interesting existence that he has in this episode, um, and it's it's nice to see the sort of like the other characters and what he forces out of them basically, um, yeah. I think that's what I've got for this time. That's another five episodes and not the the proper five, but that's okay. Um, And I will think about this again another time. Goodbye.